Yo, 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 welcome back to yet another episode of In Defense of Liberation, the podcast that is working towards and educating about a true people's liberation movement, and hopefully one day, you know, a true proletarian revolution. Um, But until we get there, as you know, uh, it's your boy Josh coming at you. Uh, For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, uh, shouts out. Thanks for showing up. I appreciate you. Hopefully I do a good enough episode that you want to listen to, uh, and maybe you'll come back again, hopefully. Um, For those of you who might be returning, thank you. Thank you for proving that uh, I am not wasting all my time, and I'm not just talking into the void. Um, I appreciate you again. Love you all. Solidarity to you all. How's everyone doing? Um, I am currently able to legally say that I am smoking weed. Haha, because I live in New York State and it is legal and that's awesome. Um, and I would never do it driving, you know, but I do, you know, uh, want to just put it out there that, uh, just it driving hot. Driving high is, like, not a problem, but, like, I don't want to be the guy to step out on that, that, like, platform and get whatever. But, like, weed's legal. I'm, I'm happy. I'm pretty excited. And, like, uh, there's, uh, you know, there's just a little happiness, a little pep in my voice, uh, because of that. And so, just wanted to express that because, you know, we kind of have to take the moment to be happy about some things nowadays to appreciate the good things in life because uh there is like very little good about life right now for just about anyone except for Jeff Bezos in the United States uh uh the United States State Department um it's just about the only two folks who are having a good time right about now um and so that's kind of what I wanted to hop on here and talk about you know the show is called In Defense of Liberation well what's liberation? You know, what, what is it that, what is it that we want to do? What is it that we can do? What is it that we need to do in order to liberate ourselves? What does that term mean? Kind of talked about this on a few different episodes in brief. Um, but you know, liberation to me is, is true freedom, right? And as Americans, we all know that word pretty well or at least we think we do. Um, But after having a discussion with my mother and my grandmother tonight, um, I felt kind of called to talk about this because what that freedom is, is not something that most Americans have any conception of. It's not something that most of the world has a conception of because it's not something that's available in most of the world, if not, say, all of the world. But true freedom cannot exist in a system where, not for nothing, I can starve or go homeless or go without necessary medical care because I don't have the proper amount of money. No one can be free in a system with an economic basis that puts profits in front of people in the way that we see capitalism do time and time again. It doesn't matter if it's America. It doesn't matter if it's England. It doesn't matter if it's fucking wherever. Capitalism exists for one purpose and one purpose only. 
turning money into more money, right? And so, guess what? Free healthcare doesn't make a lot of money. Free meals and, and homes to folks who need it doesn't necessarily make a lot of money. But I think when we kind of take for granted the fact that we do live in a capitalist society that is dictated by these rules, that operates with this function that determines the importance of things or the necessity to do things based off of, okay, what can I get from this? And, you know, of course, usually that has to do with money. But specifically, you know, we live in a, in a system wherein the individual choice or the individual's choice is structured around the type of benefit that it can get that person. And, I mean, that only makes sense because we live in a, in a society wherein the foundation, what influences us or what is supposed to influence us, what is the main driving force, is money, is wealth, is individual and, 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 and self-indulgence. And so it can't be expected that, you know, people would do anything else. I mean, if it benefits me, right, to go, I don't know, work 60 plus hours a week and make as much fucking money as I can, you know, when someone comes in and says, hey, you know, you shouldn't really have to work those hours. I'm not hearing, hey, you know, you shouldn't have to work those hours because that's not actually benefiting you, right? It's a short-term gain. You're earning an extra wage, but ultimately your wages are relative. And you as a person who exists as a, as a wage worker, as a worker period, can never necessarily make enough to pull yourself out of the situation wherein you just need to go back to work again tomorrow. Because, I mean, if you know, I don't know how many of us are, I don't know where my audience is at, really. Like, I'm starting to see kind of some kind of growth. I I had 47 listens on my last episode. That's huge for me. Um, But, like, I don't know where you folks are at. But if you're listening to this, there's there's a good understanding that you probably don't like capitalism. You probably have an understanding of why it is that one might not think that capitalism is good, it is beneficial to the masses, and and should be continued, right? If you're listening to this, I think you were at least along those lines, right? And the reason is not because of some evil caricature type, you know, uh, tyrant like we think of. You can be as evil as our picture of the Monopoly man without even doing anything necessarily nefarious to anyone's own inception, right? Uh, Because these people who are so wealthy exist, again, to just make more money. So if Jeff Bezos, you know, contracts a bunch of day laborers in, in some global south country to go into mines and, and, and mine, or I should have said Elon Musk, my apologies. Elon Musk and his family, right? Forcing 
extremely impoverished folks to go into emerald mines in order to make a living. Do you think they were paying those folks enough to go buy their own emerald mine? Or do you even think they were paying those folks enough so that they didn't have to come back tomorrow? Like, the way that capitalism works is we earn a wage, right? And that wage is specifically measured to earn you a substance which will allow you to make it back to work again, whether that's weekly, bi-weekly, daily, however you get paid, that amount of money is supposed to last you that same amount of time so that next week or in two weeks or tomorrow, when you get a check again, you're fucking in need of it, right? More than 70% of this country specifically, the United States, lives paycheck to paycheck. And that's just normal, you know? We also have, on average, more than 5 to 10% of people who are without jobs. But because that's not how we measure unemployment, that doesn't show up either. But this is a not a failure of capitalism. This is not some evil decision being made by a specific capitalist. This is capitalism at its core. This is how it exists and how it has to function. Because again, let's revisit the fact that capitalism's main goal is to make more money. Because if you as a capitalist are only making as much as you paid out, well eventually, guess what? You're not going to be able to make anymore because you're going even. These capitalists and the way capitalism works is it's M to M prime, right? You go money to more money because I have to make money to do everything again that I did to make money and I have to eat and I have to do all these other things that it takes running a business, right? Or, or even just participating in trade. You know, you wouldn't ask someone if you spent $20 making a, a bowl, you wouldn't ask someone for $20, you'd ask them for 22 because you have to make your buck, right? Because guess what? We all got to eat. And because we live in a system where if you don't got it, if you don't got the buck, if you don't have the money, you're not going to eat, we got to charge that extra buck. But again, that's not because we're some evil asshole who just are greedy. That's because we got to eat. And that's because built right into the very fabric, the very foundation, the very core of what capitalism is, is this constant need for growth, for expansion, for surplus, right? We're always after that surplus. But there are folks in this in this system, right, who don't have a surplus. That's you and me, folks. Hate to break it to you. We're the wage workers, and so we are paid enough to want to come back tomorrow, to need to come back tomorrow. We don't have any capital outright. What I mean is, Without going to work tomorrow, I can't eat, I can't get, you know, medical procedures done, I can't pay rent, like, I gotta have a job, which means I don't have capital, because capital is that, that capital C, that, that's what it is, right, that's having the money to get those things done, that's having the ability to get those things done, that's, capital is not having to work a day in your life and still being able to survive as a human being, that's what it is to have capital. So unless you're that well off, guess what? You are the capital and you are up for purchase and your price, minimum wage. 
And it makes sense when we think about it like that because honestly, what our employers are doing is they're buying us. We're a machine in any way you want to slice it. And our price, our price tag, is whatever it costs to feed my stomach, have a bed to sleep in, and anything else that in our specific area is considered socially acceptable. And guess what? In a lot of cases, funnily enough, that isn't enough. Because the intention of capitalism is not to provide for people. It's to provide for the capitalist. It's to make money for the capitalist. Not the people. Not the people who are buying these things. Not the workers who are making these things. No. It's to benefit the capitalist. And so when you see that people aren't paid enough to earn, you know, they're not living, earning a living wage, they're not able to afford their bills, it's not because their boss is necessarily some evil piece of shit. He is, or they are, but, you know, not necessarily. It's because it's against their interest to pay them more. Because if I own a business, again, my intention is to make a profit, right? If I'm paying more out to my employees, I'm making less of a profit. Which means when I turn around and I got to buy materials, I got to pay those employees, I got to pay the light bill, I got to pay the heat, I got to do this, got to do that. I'm going to have less money to spend on the materials, the machines, the employees to double down and go for round two. Because again, you constantly have to expand. Because if I'm a farmer who's growing, say, corn, there's a chance that next year when I go to buy everything I need to grow corn, it's going to be that much more expensive than it was last year. And so I got to make that much more money in order to afford this. I can't just break even. Okay, we, we got that down. So the reason I... <laughs> Jesus Christ, went off on a tangent there. Weed is legal, guys. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, speaking of which, let me... Do I... Yeah, yeah, let's let's celebrate. No. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, shout out... Um, yeah, fucking whatever. This is stupid. I'm being a stupid weed person, but whatever. So we have it down, right, that that's how this system works. That's at its foundation. That's not some choice that capitalists are making or that anyone is making. This is how it has to be for this shit to run smoothly. And so liberation from that, right? Let's talk about it. What does that look like? What is what is liberation from capitalism look like? Well, in the broadest stroke, it's, you know, a system or a a restructuring of the systems in a way that does not make it so that at the very core, the incentive is profit or wealth, period. In, In our most utopian, and I use that word, uh, um, sarcastically because you know that's what we're called as socialists as communists as anarchists utopianists oh geez the, the world won't 
you'll never get a perfect world. Well, we're not looking for a perfect world. We're looking for a world that says, hey, if people got to eat, we can grow food. And people need jobs so we can get people to go grow that food. And those people who are selling that corn, well, they got to make enough to grow corn again next year. And so they'll sell that corn, but they don't need to sell it to become the, the king corn because they're being provided for their material needs they don't have to worry about making a huge profit so if one of them you know hurts themselves in the field and they have to go get surgery they don't have to worry about can i can i not afford this like i mean it's stupid to have a hospital that nobody can use right stupid to grow food that nobody can eat so i mean capitalism is a system that just straight up doesn't make sense so liberation from that building something that does make sense again people gotta eat people gotta grow food so that people can eat people need jobs it's a cyclical thing here when it when it's a machine that's that's honestly built to run you know and like liberation from this in in my mind is you know a long conversation but liberation from this simply is recognizing also not only do we need something completely different than this but knowing that that won't come from any type of you know thing that this system has created that includes nonprofits that includes you know presidents, politicians, government officials. That includes wealthy people who supposedly, if we give them more money, will give it back to us. Um, I'm still waiting, but like, you know, go off trickle-down economics that has been proved for 40 years to be inconsequential and idiotic. Um, But whatever, go off capitalism, right? So, liberation from this is building something wherein the people who have the needs are the ones who are able to provide those needs for themselves. Well, how does this get done? I can tell you how it doesn't get done. It doesn't get done through grants. It doesn't get done through missionary work. It doesn't get done through nonprofits. It doesn't get done through austerity. It doesn't get done through welfare or social programs organized by a government which is structured on this very idea that they are above us, that they are better than us, that they are to live a better life than us. And again, these are the same people who, by giving us these social programs, by giving us health care, by giving us jobs, they give us power. Because... As it stands right now, they are the ones holding these things away from us. So if they give them to us, they have nothing. So they will not give these things to us because in the same way that it's antithetical for the capitalist to pay the wage worker as much as they need to live, it is similarly antithetical for our ruling class to give away the things that give them the very power over us, (coughs) which is keeping this freedom locked up 
with a price tag. True liberation in this country or anywhere will come from the people. It will not come from some government office. It will not come from some politician. It will come from the people building it themselves. Uh, I'm not the expert. Um, But I can tell you some things that I know. And that is, you know, what we want to be focusing on these in these times right now what we want to be learning about and what we want to see built in this world if we want to truly solve these problems not just mediate their symptoms oh real quick i was going to jump back that these government institutions create a different form of dependency whereas right now we're dependent on a job if we get attached to some kind of program where we're dependent to the government the only difference is just who's signing that check it at the end of the day if that check isn't coming we don't have a meal in our stomachs. We don't have a house. We don't have medical coverage, you know? And so we want to build something. We want to see something where people aren't dependent. They are sustained. They are communal. And they build and grow with one another into communities and organizations and institutions that see the needs of the people and meet the needs of the people. So let's let's hop into that real quick because I'm I'm about ten minutes out and then I I gotta hit stop record. But so basically, what we want to be focusing on right now and what we want to see built in this world is not you know some electoral candidate, not some you know protest movement uh, that doesn't go any further, you know, protesting is all well and good, but it has to be attached to more. And so what a lot of folks aren't seeing that has been done, you know, speaking of protests, one that might come to mind, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement last year that a lot of folks, you know, witnessed and took part in, that was not just a protest. You know, that, that movement, Black Lives Matter and the affiliated organizations and parties and groups have done a lot of what we're ta- we're about to talk about, which is build dual power. So, you know, I'm talking to my grandma and my mother, and they're talking about, because they're both Christians, they're talking about how they like to give to organizations such as the Christian Missionary Alliance, uh, so that they can go and give educational materials, Bibles, whatever, to, you know, starving people, because that really fucking helps them. Um... And I was trying to explain the whole dependency thing, right? Like, what happens when the Christian Missionary Alliance doesn't got it this week or this month or this year? And, like, they can't provide, right? They can't send that whatever. What happens then? Are they actually helping these people uh, uh, organize themselves and sustain themselves and support themselves? Or are they coming in as an organization... That wants to be seen because of, you know, who they are. Or are they an organization, you know, that wants to be seen as this angelic embodiment of Christ that is coming in and and helping the downtrodden? Well, they're not helping the downtrodden because you know what they're doing? They're signing a check. They're signing a check. And what we want to see is dual power. So what dual power is, is we go into these communities those of us who have it in our mind that things need to change and those of us who have it in our heart and our minds how it is that needs to change 
we go into the communities and we meet with people. We build relationships with these people, right? We grow solidarity. And we ask these folks who are in positions where they're suffering, where they're struggling, where they're in need. We say, what can I do for you? We don't say, here's these clothes that we all decided without your mention that you needed. Or here's all this food that your community might have no ability to pass out. What we do is we go to these communities and we say, what can I do to help? And through that, whatever that may be, for the Black Panthers, it was building a breakfast program. It was building public transportation. It was building all kinds of things. For different organizations now, it's been hand-washing stations. It's been uh, uh, meal services. It's been... COVID testing and vaccinations. It's been a million things, but ultimately it's providing for a need, right? And so we go in and we provide these needs with the intention of providing that need. But along the way, we educate the people and we allow them to understand like, you are not living in a world that wants you to be able to provide for yourself. They want you to have to go to the grocery store and spend 40, 50 bucks. They want you to have to go get a job so that you can get a paycheck because that's how this system keeps going and that's how they stay in power. And you tell them that, listen, you, you folks, you got community here, you know? There's ways that we have seen during this pandemic, especially communities provide for themselves. And that's what we want to see. We want to teach people these things. You know, when the Black Panthers built breakfast programs, they didn't build it so that they could slap a sticker on it that said Black Panther Party Breakfast Program. Come sign up for the Black Panther Party here. Sure, they might have quite, you know, quite rightfully so gained quite a few recruits from these programs and things that they did. But that was not because that was their goal. They saw a need and they met a need. But more than that. They said, this is how you meet people's needs. And they taught the people, this is how you meet your needs. This is how you meet others' needs. And then the people were able to support themselves in that way. That is liberation. That's the key to the first step of freedom. A freedom that no one in this country, except for the wealthy elites, the politicians, the fucking assholes who time and time again tell us, Don't be violent. Don't ask for too much. You know, uh, pull yourself up from your bootstraps. We don't have any goddamn bootstraps. The only bootstraps they want to put on us are the ones with the fucking red, white, and blue and the camouflage on them so that we can send our children to go fucking die in their wars. So what? So that they can have health care. Because ultimately, in this country, we're all trying to make a buck. So if we got to go over to fucking Iran and kill a bunch of people, if we got to be a police officer and we got to participate in arresting homeless people, if we got to participate in enforcing the drug war, we just got to make our buck, right? Well, fuck that. Because I don't want to make a buck. You know what I want to make? Revolution. And ultimately, that's the only thing that's going to save any of us Because as we know, as we've talked about, and as you know, because guess what? You live in this world. You live in this reality. And this is the world that you have always lived in. They don't care about us. They care about us for one purpose and one purpose only. What can I get out of you? JFK said it right to our fucking face. It's not, what can our country do for us? 
But what can we do for our country? Well, they wear it right on their sleeves sometimes, folks. They're, they're just that. They're just that capable of doing so because they got that much fucking power. Well, they're not going to do anything to help us. Time and time again, they've proven that, you know, these, these groups of people have in pow- been in power for hundreds of years. You want to talk America, this ruling class, 250 years has existed. And some of the same problems exist today that existed way back when, when we first started importing human beings as slaves. When we first started massacring human beings, indigenous folks, for their land. All these problems existed back then because these contradictions have not been resolved. The only thing that will resolve these contradictions are the people coming together and saying, we're going to solve this shit. That's all we can hope to do. And so I'm here to educate about that as best as I can. I'm here to learn. I'm here to be an advocate for that. I'm here to try to build that. And and if you're listening to this, I think you're probably doing the same. So like, Yo, whatever that looks like for you, do it. You know, if if you have the ability to cook a meal for your neighbor who has children that they, you know, they work full time, both the, the family members and maybe you're unemployed, you know, take today or tomorrow or whenever and cook them a meal. You know, like we can't expect to solve world hunger. We can't expect to solve racism. Or, or any of the, uh, you know, fill in the blank, the millions, the myriad of problems that exist in this country and in this world. But we can expect to take steps to solve those. And ultimately, if we're doing nothing, we're doing nothing. As Joe Biden said himself, nothing will fundamentally change. And it hasn't and it won't until we make it fundamentally change. If you're still listening to this, thank you very much. Uh, I have been Josh. This is In Defense of Liberation. Uh, If you want to check out some more of my stuff, I got a bunch of stuff on just about anywhere you can find podcasts, but you can also find my blog and my website at For Liberation. That's F-O-R, Liberation, no caps, no spaces, dot Wix site, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com forward slash website. You can also find me on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, and on Twitter at uh, In Defense of Liberation. Um, You can DM me there, whatever you'd like, whether you want to call me a filthy commie, you want to tell me to go fuck off, you want to tell me I'm stupid, or you want to hit me up and say, how can I help? You want to hit me up and say, yo, whatever reason you want to reach out to me, fucking reach out to me, man. Like, and I use man loosely, dude shall I say, because that's not a gendered term I'm using, but of course it has gender connected to it, so I apologize. Um, But like, you want to reach out to me? Reach out to me. You can also hit me up at indefensiveliberation at gmail.com. You know, you got a long-winded thing you want to hit me with? Find me there. Uh, No caps, no spaces again. I like to keep it simple for you folks. Uh, Thanks for listening. Love you all. Uh, Solidarity to you all. Um... Pay attention right now to the mine workers and the ATI workers who are going on strike in five different states. Uh, Pay attention to the Amazon workers who are still trying to unionize. Pay attention to really these contradictions heightening, right? Because what this is, is 
as, as wealth increases, so does poverty. Because these things are connected, right? As, as the oppressors gain more wealth, they oppress more to keep gaining more wealth. And the, the more wealth they make, the worse the shit's going to get for us. Amazon and all those fuckers have made billions of dollars off of us during this pandemic. And folks are suffering because of it. Things are only going to get worse. But just know that our only solution is trying to help one another. Again, solidarity to y'all. Love you all. Catch you next time. Bye!